I don't know. I was trying to find a connection between like um, in my head between uh, a, a bat being the drummer. I'm like, oh, bats echolocate like drums, like emit sound. Yes, much like things that make sense. <laughs> much like anything. Yeah, I, I know. That's why I didn't run with it. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing regardless. Trying, um, damn it. your favorite podcast the laser comb where two 90s kids comb through classic tv shows with a fine-toothed laser i am one of your hosts neo cal and i'm the other guy christopher siege christopher siege yes how how is the uh the, the siege tank lately uh the siege tank is uh ready to transform and roll out and uh talk about uh, episode 36 of a uh, classic 2000s show, Ruby Gloom, as chosen by our longtime Patreon subscriber, K, a.k.a. Game Sprite Mode. Big shout out to her. Uh, uh, this month on the Laser Gone Podcast, it, we have dubbed this Patreon month, so every... Every episode of uh, the Laser Comb podcast this month is going to be dedicated to a Patreon, uh, a, dedicated to a random episode of a show uh, ch as chosen by our Patreon subscribers. And uh, this week, as I mentioned, we're talking about Ruby Gloom. We went to randomnumbergenerator.org and landed on episode 36 yeah. of Ruby this, Gloom. This snuffed Murdoch Mysteries, which is still <laughs> on the air. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so uh, full disclosure, uh, Kay's original choice was uh, Murdoch Mysteries, and we're like, oh, hey, cool, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I, I had seen an episode of Murdoch Mysteries before, uh, at the gym of all things, and was like, oh, wow, this is actually better than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, but then, right as we were uh, uh, doing prep work for uh, Patreon Month, uh, I discovered I, that... Murdoch Mysteries is still on the air. And I was like, oh shit, that actually violates one of the, uh, that makes it ineligible for, uh, as a choice for uh, the Lasercom podcast, according to our criteria. So I reached out to Kay and asked her, I'm like, hey, so can't do Murdoch Mysteries because it's still airing, bewilderingly enough. It's on its like 12th season or something yeah, like that. That's why we were shocked. We were like, what? Still on the air? Wild. Yeah, it's been going since like the mid 2000s. Um, and she was like, oh shit, uh, how about Ruby Gloom? And I'm like, cool, let's do it. And here we are. And here we are. Uh, we are covering episode 36, as Siege yep. mentioned, uh, Frank and Len unplugged. Um, so one thing that Siege has pointed out to me is that this is a TV show that came about based on an apparel line. Right. Of, of characters yeah we we've done a ton of shows on this and various other podcasts that we've done uh based on that are shows that are based on toy lines like that's a really common thing yeah i feel like this is a first where a we've show done, is based on yeah we've never line yeah yeah we've never done a, a show based on clothing before usually so, it's the other way around you know kids cartoon comes on and then t-shirts and toys are made and stuff Merchandising. 
Moichandizing. Uh, first thing off, baseball really is like... the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the anime. Like, I, I like how it looks. Like, I dig it. I dig the, like, creepy, dead, gothic children. <laughs> Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Um, the 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 style of it is nice. Um, and it's animated like, like it's animated and directed like really well. Uh, but before we get into the actual episode, like, uh, I want to put put it out there that I'm going into this with the awareness that this is like YTV Treehouse episode this isn't for like kids like you know eight to twelve like the rest of the shows that we review (laughs) this is like you know like five six seven age range and so i'm i'm gonna try to be not not too judgmental of the very uh simplistic story of of the episode here because again there's a lot to like here um it just is definitely uh a younger children's tv show which is which is fine just wanted to throw that out there how did you feel feel about ruby gloom uh it's a cute show i i show uh i can i can see why like a little girl with like kind of alternative like leaning toward like the one who's gonna grow up to be like a goth kid (laughs) like i i can I can see why this show would appeal to them. Totally. Well, so, so many little kid um, shows aren't like this, mm-hmm. right? Like they're very, uh, they're like um, Franklin the Turtle, uh, Little Bear. Maybe that's even younger than <laughs> this audience. I was gonna say, stuff I feel like, like this. Is, I feel like this is a. This slightly... is a little bit older. This isn't Teletubby stuff. This is like I said. This is like seven, eight to ten, maybe yeah, totally. eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Like it's, I don't really know. Is there anything like this that you can think of? Um, I kind of got a little bit of uh, uh, Beetlejuice vibes from this, honestly. Like Beetlejuice, the animated series. I was looking at from images we of Beetlejuice, the animated series, and I'm like, man, there's a show we need to watch. And then right after I watched Ruby Gloom, and I was like, oh, well, or, or we could just watch <laughs> Ruby Gloom. Yeah, I, I feel like this show is kind of uh, influenced by... By Beetlejuice, definitely. Uh, yeah. Beetlejuice, and uh, probably with a Rob Zombie soundtrack. There's something with the Rob. <laughs> there's something that Beetle, Beetlejuice get... uh, with some Rob Zombie like Living Dead Girl music video thrown in there. <laughs> in a way, it's like Adam's Family in that all the characters. Instead of being all like, oh yeah, like we like metal and like we're goth and all of that, the characters are just part of this like gothic macabre world. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just how things are. And I kind of like that about it. Kind of like how the Adams family, they don't they don't know that like they don't address how weird they are. That's just how they are. And that's the vibe I get from from this no one's addressing that um misery for example is like a japanese water ghost perpetually crying uh that brings um, with a heart for a tongue (laughs) did you notice that (laughs) 
No, yeah, I, you, I guess I need to pay attention. No, when you look at her mouth when she's talking, her um, uh, what with most animated characters, what would be her tongue like is heart shaped. I I'm gonna have to check check that out. <laughs> Which and um, I found she, pretty cute. She bring see the opposite of Amia's um bad luck everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh, misery. Touches... It, it, interestingly enough, uh, misery easily the best character in this show yeah. in my opinion uh misery is voiced by emily hampshire who ended up uh nearly a decade after the show aired ended up going on to uh star in the show Shit's creek which i think she won a bunch of awards for it's uh, yeah that I, that's that's on my list everyone's like man you need to watch that what are you doing with your life <laughs> it, it's one of those canadian shows that crossed the border and became like big in the u.s as well much well, like Trailer Park Boys and uh, Letter, to a lesser extent, Letter Kenny. Right, right. Or um, like Reboot and Beast Wars. Oh, reboot, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Misery kind of brings, well, Misery with her. Things she touches breaks. Um, she's constantly knocking things over. But instead of lamenting about it, she just kind of lives her own life. Yeah. And in a weird like play on the fact that she's like brings bad luck to everything she touches. She's the most competent. I'm getting vibes from this episode, at least that she's the most competent one on the show. Right. She, she's confident in herself and her abilities. Um, And I, she's what made the episode for me. Uh, Well, indeed um, the episode starts with uh, like a, a little video. It's it's like a a movie time that she directed. Mm -hmm. Very like spooky kind of mishmash of monsters and says Finn at the end. Yeah, they're they're it's like going for like a like French like art house type thing. Yeah, and she's like, Well, what do you think of my demo? (laughs) And she's like asking her friends. And um, so who are the cast here? There's uh misery that's showing off her video, there's Ruby Gloom, there's Skullboy. Yeah, Skullboy, who uh, in my head, I was just referring to, as I was watching it, I was re- referring to as Skullface, uh, <laughs> the main antagonist of Metal Gear Solid V. Um, and then there's uh, yeah, Ruby, Skullboy, um, and Frank and Len. Um, Frank and Len are the, the topic of this episode. Yep, they are the titular characters. Uh, they and, are a uh, two-headed... Uh, pair of pair of blokes yeah uh conjoined twins uh but kind of two-face in that sense that like one is blue and one's green one has control of the left side of their body and the other has control of the right side and every single twin or conjoined twin joke you could ever possibly think of they cram in this episode and then hit you over the head with it again and again and again and again (laughs) <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It's just, it's a lot. <laughs> they make the same jokes over and over and over. And I'm like, I understand the episodes based on them, but wow, will we wow. They, uh, they, they even do that trope at one point in the show where it's just like, Oh, um, Ruby, uh, can you tell Frank that I'm not talking to him? Oh, um, Ruby, can you tell Len that like, I'm not talking to him either. 
Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That that that's an old sitcom trope. They even also do the the old sitcom trope of uh, like like uh, roommates not getting along, so they paint like a line down the middle of their apartment, including down the middle of their their body. Yeah. So uh, I actually so, loved it. At that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in this episode, they know what the writers know what they're doing. Yeah, like they're 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 poking fun at uh, sitcom tropes. With this episode. They mash every single sitcom trope you could possibly think of that have to do with like roommates or twins or siblings or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So what happens here? They kind of blow smoke up uh, miseries behind a bit and they're like, oh, that was great. Yeah. And Skullface is like, um, is it Skull? I feel. Yeah. Is it Skullface? It's, I don't know. I, I watched this once earlier. Well, uh, the, there's skull, a crow. Skull. There's a dapper dressed crow who lets the kids know. Now remember, it's always nice to let people down by saying something. Oh, nice okay. About- so so that okay. So I couldn't remember if it was uh, the the crow dude or if it was Skullface who said that. Yeah, the the crow is kind of like a mentor gentleman to the the kids. I, instead of just calling him crow, I'm gonna. <laughs> Look up the character's name. Um, and uh, uh, Two Heads' reaction is like legit. Like, oh no, we love that. Like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. But but he he was all like, oh, let let him de- let 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 her down nicely. But no, but the kids liked it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, there is. Uh, why won't it tell me the raven's name? That's weird. Oh, uh, it's Poe. Poe. Oh, Poe. The bird. There Both we go. The raven nevermore. Edgar yeah, Allan yeah. Poe. Yeah. It's a raven. Yeah. Poe. <laughs> yeah. There we go. His name is Poe. Yeah. It just, it, it just clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, r- right. When you said raven, it dawned on me. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, um, Frank and Len are like, oh my God, we loved it. That was great. And Poe is like, no, no. I didn't mean that easy because let someone down easy, but no, everyone genuinely loved it. In fact, they want to hire misery for their, uh, to be a director for their like rock and roll documentary about their band. Speaking of rock and roll, uh, the theme song very much yeah. sounds like a rock song from the two thousands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like very, very, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's a product of its time, right? <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it's not. It's not even like good or bad. It's just. Uh, it's. It's uh, better than Frank and Len. Len's uh, music. Let's. <laughs> let's just say that. It's better than the theme song to uh, to. Uh, a, a, another show that we we covered on the Lasercomb podcast uh, not too long ago. Hmm, whatever could you be talking about? I'm uh, feeling what? you're talking about Code Lyoko. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hated the theme to that show. Holy shit. Yeah, it, it was grown on me. <laughs> I, so, I've only heard it once in my life, ladies and gentlemen, and I still hate it, like, several months later. So, <laughs> we... The whole episode of this is kind of set up like... It's a documentary, but it's also like kind of like the directors behind the scenes because she's filming herself talk about her pr- artist, like 
direction and process right and how she wants to capture who they really are and like so it cuts from misery to like uh frank and len and then back to herself and then uh ruby who uh, she's like um the sound engineer aka she's just holding like the boom mic <laughs> the whole uh uh, oh, Iris is the one-eyed, the 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 cycloptic girl. Yeah, uh, behind the camera for the first half before they switch places. I also liked Iris too. Yeah, I actually like all the characters in this show to varying degrees. I did. Yeah. They're, it's they're they're they're, like, they're all kind of, wrong. They're they're all kind of endearing in their own way. Yeah, and I I was just being like, oh, just just. Like, you know, disclaimer, oh, this is a kid's show or whatever. I don't like it when there's, like, conflict. <laughs> like, the, the the Len and Frank conflict for me went on too long. I just wanted them to get get along. They do. Fear not. <laughs> yeah, and this is... I feel like this is kind of a weird episode for us to have landed on because, like, it is structured like a, like a mockumentary. Like a mockumentary of yeah. a uh, of a band, and, I like that. Oh, it's fun, but it's also like I feel like it's not really indicative to the style of the show overall. I see what you mean. Yeah, it's hard to say the the pacing structure because this one's so experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the the editing, the voice acting, like the animation, it, everything. This is shockingly good <laughs> for a kids' TV show. Uh, speaking of the voice acting, uh, the titular character, Ruby Gloom, is voiced by an actress named Sarah Gadon. Sarah Gadon? 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 Whatever. Sarah um, Gadon? Uh, kind of. Uh, I looked her up, and uh, she actually appeared in an episode of Dark Oracle. Just one episode, but uh, things are coming full circle, like amazing that the the show that we covered on the first episode of laser comb podcast dark oracle which was also chosen by k aka game sprite mode yeah. so there I, you I'm go s- everything I, i'm seeing a seeing a trend here <laughs> and letter kenny 10 episodes of letter kenny wait she's in letter kenny yeah hold up hold our hold our beer listeners oh she is she plays a character named Gay. Oh, uh-huh. I wonder if I wonder if that's um, wonder if that's his uh, French Canadian girlfriend <laughs> in the later season. She looks French Canadian. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, huh. Uh, well, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to research that later. But I feel she like she does a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah, she's been in a lot of things. Um, but uh, but but yeah. Anyway, uh, Ruby Gloom. Yeah, Ruby Gloom. Um, the first part of the the documentary is kind of showing the residents of. Wow, I, I swear I've watched this. The town is called. Uh, help me out here. The town is called. Uh, do, 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 do. It takes place. In... I got just sorry. I got distracted looking at pictures of Sarah Gadon. As one does. It, huh, the Wikipedia is not telling me. How dare. Well, the, the spooky town they live in. Uh, and apparently they spooky go... Town, la- that's fine. Hey, town. part of the comedy of uh, Lasercomb Productions is just making up names, fake names for things. That, that's I feel. fair. I, so. Yeah, no, no, no time to go into nitpicking now. 
Skullface, Raven Skull Boy, <laughs> Raven Man, Tarantula Man, uh, Bird Boy, Bird Boy. Um, so spooky two head, <laughs> two head, two heads are better than one. <laughs> uh, so uh, Poe wakes up and he's like wearing a little nightcap and he's like, "Sorry, what? I can't do the interview because I can't hear you." And then it also cuts to. A little bat and i can't tell if they're going for an indian accent or is it a cat um or, or a transylvanian accent it's uh, a bat it's a bat batty bats batty bat face um he's like i can't go back to sleep because the music is too loud and i'm like you're a bat what are you doing sleeping at night oh the the thing in the bed right i had no idea what that creature was it just grabbed its little ears and it showed bat wings so okay <laughs> yeah when i was watching it i'm like it's just a like it's a black thing it's a it, with a cute little scarf <laughs> it yeah it's just this like cartoon glob i don't know yeah, with, with big eyes and he's got a sharp yeah it's a vampire bat presumably but i find it again like kudos to the writers it's a bat trying to sleep at night <laughs> Uh, and it can't single... and it can't sleep. So there's a there's a little joke in there. I feel yeah, yeah. And uh, um, you know what? I bet you kids notice that stuff. I bet you kids are like, "Hey, wait a second! Bats are nocturnal." <laughs> ha ha ha! That's funny because bats sleep during the day. They don't sleep at night. They fly around. They fly around and eat moths, and some of them eat fruit. Some of them drink your blood. <laughs> Some of them fight crime. Some of and... them fight crime and are billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them fight crime and aren't billionaires. <laughs> it's, it's a complex world of bats out there. <laughs> bats are many things to, to the human psyche. <laughs> Audio it's listeners. a world of bats out there. <laughs> complex world of bats out there oh fuck fuck that is, that is a cal quote for the ages right there <laughs> uh so my favorite my favorite thing is i immediately forget them and then and then siege remembers <laughs> so, what what did i say complex world of bats complex world of bats out there i'm gonna, I'm gonna post that on twitter later uh <laughs> just like our optimus primal <laughs> quote uh on our beast wars podcast too much energon yeah so we finally get some like interview with like misery and um frank and two, len two head with two head and she's like so can you tell everyone how you two met and i i do a bad job but i fucking like love how how they did her voice yeah totally and they act like they're separate individuals which i'm actually starting to appreciate now yeah like they're roommates they, they yeah, don't basically. acknowledge that they're conjoined twins at all have we even up <laughs> to this point not really no yeah other other than me calling them two head yeah um so the yada yada is the uh one of them says uh, i conducted an extensive search looking for band members and well, this guy answered the call. 
And I'm like, yeah, you searched far and wide. Hired a Hollywood agent. Yeah. And uh, speaking of their Hollywood agent, so their um, uh, their their band manager is uh, Skullface wearing <laughs> like a fedora oh, hat. Oh, my God. And some aviator shades. And uh, who's immediately ta- adopting the role of like a scummy, like Hollywood <laughs> executive manager type? Yeah, yeah. And he takes on this like kind of New Yorker. He puts on this like New Yorker accent on top of it. It's it's pretty great. And they even like call attention to it. They're like, oh, like why are you talking like that? And he's like, oh, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, oh, uh, just you know, try to get into the character of it. Yeah. I must come from a long line of managers because like, you know, this comes natural to me. (laughs) They need someone to take care of the nuts and bolts of things, you know? You know, someone who ain't afraid to get his hands dirty. (laughs) And um, indeed, he You know, bada bing, bada boom, you know? Bada bing, bada boom. He's got two heads. Big fucking deal. Or (laughs) Or should I say they have one body because they are two separate individuals. That's, um... That's that's a question. That is uh, that's something we need to talk about. Have a conversation about. <laughs> Flap hands emoji. <laughs> He's two people with one body. <laughs> uh, uh, and um, I love how he goes to negotiate hardball with misery. Um, and he's like, "Hey, hey! Before these guys even start, before you film anymore, these guys got to get paid in licorice, the highest quality licorice." Red or black, your choice. And they're going to need a cut of the profits for all Frankenland merchandise. You hear me? Which kind of the, the 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 licorice thing kind of surprised me because, like, I've never met anyone other than myself who likes black licorice. Well, one of them must like it and the other one hates it. I hate it. <laughs> Everyone I've ever met hates black licorice. I love it. I even loved it when I was a kid. But <laughs> yeah, no, I. Oh, my partner. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you met one other human being. Yeah, there we you go. It's. I don't know. I I I love black licorice. I don't uh, don't understand why why what people's aversion to it is. Uh, K game sprite mode. Let us know. Red or black licorice. Red or black licorice, or both. Or both. Why not both? Both yeah. are good. And I just realized um, Skullboy is interviewing Misery with a, the popsicle that he keeps putting in his mouth, as if it's a microphone. It's, right. It's just it's just his popsicle. Wow, didn't didn't notice that. Or and he's like all a, like, it's like a lollipop. A lollipop, I mean, yeah. yeah. And um, for me, those words were always interchangeable. Um, and then I stop and think about it. I'm like, wait a second. Popsicles are frozen treats. Popsicle is actually a brand name. Oh, well, there you go. It's that um, that term. It's a, yeah, it's a genericized eponym. And I run into this uh, working at a grocery store and managing a frozen food Popsicle's section. a name brand. Yeah, yeah. People will come in and just ask for popsicles. But like, they're not specifically like necessarily looking for the brand popsicle. They're just looking for something like that. Right. Oh, um, um, growing up, you know, um, those like frozen, like treat thingies that you go in the, the, the plastic kind of like weird tube thing, but like the edges cut your mouth because it's clearly just sealed on the outside. Everyone calls them freezies, 
but Freezy's is a name brand. It is a name brand. Uh, the other big name brand at the time. I don't even know if they're still around, Mr. honestly. Freeze? Mr. Freeze, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everyone I knew called them Freezies or or Mr. Freezies. <laughs> yeah, Freezies or Mr. Freezies, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. They always like fucking cut the side of your mouths. Right? You know what Fuck I used those. to? <laughs> I used to cut. The, uh, I used to cut them um, in a triangle shape. Right. Uh, so I used to cut them <laughs> rounded, like like to make a semicircle at the top. Right. So that if it did touch the sides of my mouth, it would glance off of it. So I'd always cut mine. And into like a perfect semicircle, just sit there meticulously cutting it. I would snip like this and then like that. Oh, okay, so that you don't have to worry about the sides. So I don't have to worry about the sides at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was eight year old uh, Christopher ingenuity right there. Do you remember when the plastic ones that were in like tubes and they didn't have the sides that like cut the fucking sides of your mouth? No, Do you remember when those came out? No. Oh, what were those called? I'll I'll get back to you on that. It'll pop remember, up into my head. Remember ring pops? Every once in a while, I still see like a kid with one of those, and I'm like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, wow, I never no. had patience for lollipops or suckers or popsicles when I was a kid. Oh no, no, neither did I. And I used oh really to get, like <laughs> like. Even as an adult, like if once in a while I would get like a lollipop or something, like one given to me or whatever, I always just bite into it right away. I'm just like crunch. Yeah. And people are like, you're supposed to suck on it. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Screw <laughs> the rules. <laughs> I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. <laughs> it's That's better to die. It's while you're the hero instead of living long enough till you become the, the the villain or something like that i was quoting the kurgan from highlander oh that's what that was yeah i was yeah. like i i don't quite i, I i've heard it said couldn't remember I, what it was i just rewatched highlander uh recently over the um uh the christmas and uh new year's break randomly one day because i was like oh i wonder if it's i was talking about high i made a highlander reference to someone and i started talking Only to one. them over text <laughs> about it and uh i was like oh yeah this is like i i'm referencing a bit from highlander and they're like oh haha and i'm like hmm i wonder if high i i have an afternoon free i wonder if highlander is on a streaming service and lo and behold it was on amazon prime video so i'm like fuck it amazing why not let's just watch highlander for like the like 50th time i've only watched it a couple times so clearly i must put it on my list uh clearly it is a uh a front runner for a uh laser comb patreon commentary track that's true you know what i you know what I will say about that movie, though? Watching it for the first time in several years. What's that? Fight choreography is fucking terrible. The fight choreography is, like, laughably bad in that movie. I want to throw one into... Uh, I want to throw my hat in. Um, the first Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Boy, uh, that is bad in the best way possible. I haven't seen that movie since, like, 1999. I was never a big fan of it. Oh, I think you'll appreciate it in your your wise age. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, if if we can appreciate the room, <laughs> we, can, we can appreciate Mortal Kombat. Uh yeah, but well, Mortal Kombat. Oh, fun fun fact about Mortal Kombat. Uh, back in the early '90s, I remember seeing commercials for the game Mortal Kombat when I was like seven years, seven eight years old, and. Uh, the commercial was a bunch of people like gather like a crowd, huge crowd of people like gathering like in front in like Times Square or something, and they were all like sticking their arms in the air and yelling "Mortal Kombat." What the fuck? But at the okay. time, when I was like not knowing at all at the time what Mortal Kombat was, I thought they were yelling "Mario Comeback." Mario Comeback. Mario Comeback. Exactly. Do 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 do. <laughs> yes, oh. the iconic Mario too. <laughs> we got Yoshi's Island. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So anytime to this day, and this was like fucking thirty years ago at this point. But to this day, anytime I hear Mortal Kombat, that all like in the back of my head, I always remember the time when I was like seven or eight years old and saw a commercial for Mortal Kombat for the first time and thought people were yelling Mario Comeback. Mario Comeback. Do 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 uh that's very that's great very, I, I love very stupid sidebar what's that uh there's a saying for um or a term for um myth like remembering uh like lyrics or a slogan like wrong but i can't remember what it is right now and um i i love that when people open up about like what those are the lyrics i thought he was saying this Misheard lyrics were such a thing on YouTube in the two like mid to late two thousands, and unfortunately oh, oh, now, wow, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately now, because of like, um, uh, because of like YouTube's copyright cops, like it's not a thing that can really exist anymore. Right, I remember that was pretty big. Um, but there were fun sharing... misheard your lyrics videos, especially for death metal songs. Like there was a great one for. Um, uh, Death and Fire by Amon Amarth. And like, even to this day, like, I still remember like a lot of the misheard lyrics in that video <laughs> okay. when I listened to the song. And Death and Fire by Amon Amarth is literally one of my favorite songs of all time. But um, I can I can actually sing along to the misheard lyrics from that video from like 15 years ago. <laughs> um, I remember you shared it with me. Um there was um a music video called moscow by genghis khan right and it was right. a dude dressed like santa claus almost doing like kind of like a a russian folk dance and everyone behind him being like the power rangers and very brightly lit kind of like tunics yeah uh it turns out german disco is totally a thing because the lyrics in that song are in German. And if you think of like back to like Boney M who did uh Ra Ra Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Um yeah, like they yeah. were they were German too. So apparently like German disco was kind of a thing in the late 70s to early 80s. I discovered that uh I I'm glad that you discovered that uh in the 2000s um when uh misheard lyrics was a thing. My friend was obsessed with that song. And oh, really? I was too. And it had wrong, wrong subtitles. And I know most of that song's 
like misheard lyrics. Nice. <laughs> um, and I can't find it now because, like you said, copyright takes down things, right? Like Genghis Khan Vivo took all of that stuff down years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still remember like um uh like weird lines like porcelain is the surest plan, ha 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 ha. Like and other things like that even though I have no idea what it's actually said. So yeah, it's, that's a, that's a product of the two thousands for sure. So oh, any, anybody, much like this show, anybody with younger siblings that were watching Ruby gloom, if anyone has any idea of what Ruby gloom is, they probably know exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but what is man to get back to Ruby gloom? Uh, what was it? Skullface was negotiating with misery. Yeah. Oh, right, right. And yeah. Misery is just standing there and she has one expression. Okay. So Misery has black hair. It always looks wet. Her eyes are kind of like tilted in a way where she looks like she's always miserable. And there are always tears like streaming from her eyes. She looks kind of dead, like kind of like she was drowned or something like that. And she has a purple veil over her um, head. Her to her name, st- uh, Misery. She looks perpetually sad. Which, which is weird because she's, I don't think she was sad once on the, <laughs> on the show. And I really like that, that contrast. And um, while Skullface is like, all right, see, and, and they're going to get a, um, an unlimited supply of licorice in their uh, dressing room before the shows. Got it? And Misery just stares at him, doesn't look angry, doesn't change expressions. And, and Skullboy like starts like wringing his hands. He's like, oh, okay, okay, how about this? Uh, their cut is going to be, uh, uh, nothing, and um, we we can live with that. <laughs> he really drives a hard bargain, eh? Yeah, she's like, you drive a hard bargain, lady. You drive and, a and hard of, bargain. <laughs> a hard bargain. And um, we get nothing. And Len and Frank are like, oh, good job, boss. Yeah. And then it cuts to an interview with him, and he's like, hey, I had to play hardball with her. You know how it is. That's the biz. And I'm like, lol. This show could be funny. That's show business, baby. Yeah. Misery asks them, so did you two always play rock? And they're like, no, we've gone through other phases of music before, but we don't like to talk about it. And it cuts to like them playing like like the accordion. The accordion and like the tuba. (laughs) Like, like, folkish, like Kind of like music, yeah. Montage of their their the their early days, and then uh, misery. I just realized I didn't catch this the first watch through. Um, she's throwing some drama in the group on purpose. She's like, so um, out of the two of you, who would you say is the decision maker of the group? And I'm like, oh, you 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 rascal. <laughs> You you sly character. I, I see that she purposely did this now, and I did not catch that the first time. You rascal. And then Ruby Gloom's like, hey, you know what we need? Um, a going away party because they're they're going on tour. But like their tour is just like the town they live in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm getting I, I, I think Ru- if I recall correctly, like a character even mentions something to that effect they like, do, is, yeah isn't a, a tour like traveling around like aren't you just playing here <laughs> they're like can you even really call that a tour 
Yeah. Yeah. They shut that down. So I'm getting that Ruby is um, the really upbeat, positive character. Yeah, totally. Uh, interesting. Like she's kind of a, even though she's the titular character, she's kind of a bit player. Yeah. We don't episode. get to see much of what the other characters are like because the, uh, the lens no, no, I, is focused no, no, uh, on Ruby. Ruby is kind of a bit player. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, we don't get to see what like Ruby or Iris or uh, Crowman <laughs> are really like because um, it's focused a lot on Len and Frank and uh, Misery mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and Skullface too. Yeah, <laughs> Skullface, well, everyone's I think, uh, favorite Marvel villain. <laughs> well, and I think um, perhaps ironically, I feel like uh, Ruby might have the her and poe probably have like the least amount to do in this episode ruby's kind of just there and she like interacts with people but she doesn't really drive the plot forward at all in this episode yeah 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 we don't get to see that. but the little glimpses we get we can piece together their personalities mm -hmm. yeah everyone's pretty well defined in this show i dig it and so what happens uh during the um the uh like the party which nobody except the main cast shows up to i'm like are there other people in the town or is this a, just a group of kids that are friends and they think they're hotter shit than they actually are i don't know i don't know who else lives in spooky town are, are they even alive all these kids dead <laughs> i got questions is this real life is, is this, this the real life fantasy? <laughs> caught in a landslide so um there's some drama and the band breaks up yeah the band breaks up and afterward uh two head have like quite literally a shower curtain on oh is that, them. is that what that is yeah it's a it's a shower curtain uh a shower curtain or just a regular curtain but it i kind of get shower curtain vibes from it anyway uh hung between their heads so they don't so have they don't to, have to each see other. each other yeah uh, yeah. Ruby is like, oh, stop filming and like is worried about her friends or whatever. But it's clear that Misery is like, this is like juicy, juicy documentary footage. Yeah, yeah. Misery goes to or not Misery. Uh, Ruby goes to have like a, a private conversation with someone. And I can't remember what it was about. Uh, but uh, Ruby comes to the camera and says to Misery, like, hey, stop filming, please. Or like hang back for a minute or so. Yeah. So and like Ruby goes off like uh uh really far away from the camera to talk to this character and misery like hangs back for a couple of seconds and then just zooms back in so we can and then just so we <laughs> yeah. can hear what, what private shit they're talking about. And it's it's funny, I, I like the idea, probably never noticed this as a kid, that zooming in somehow acts like an amplifier for a microphone as well. Well, as someone who has played uh, Metal Gear Solid 2... I knew I was just going to bring that up, and I was like, you motherfucker, if you bring up that stu stupid... Directional microphone. <laughs> with Raiden, like... Or, were you Raiden at that point? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you were. Yeah, and you're, like, um, moving, like, the... Oh, because you're listening for the pacemaker, but you can also overhear uh, Revolver Ocelot. Uh, yeah, Ocelot talking to uh, Solidus. Yeah, there's a there's a bit uh, in, in in that same area in uh, uh, like Strut Two. 
knew you were going to freaking bring that up. When you're trying to you find know Ames. anything, yeah. When you're the trying to find Zoom Richard Ames. Ames. Right, right, right. You're Ames, aren't you? <laughs> and he has a big question mark above his head as he looks at you. Uh, listeners, I, I actually just replayed through. I've played through Metal Gear Solid 2 um, probably at least 40 times. Holy. 40, 40, 40 in my life. Um, I was really fucking into that game in the early 2000s. I um, think I've beaten it. <laughs> uh, but I just replayed through it recently uh, uh, a few months ago, a couple months back for the uh, 20th anniversary of the game's release. So uh, a lot of MGS2 stuff is really fresh in my head. Amazing. <laughs> I knew uh, there was no escaping that. As soon as I said, zoom in, and then, you know, it amplifies the, the sound too. I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to bring up Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, so, yeah, it was Ruby talking to uh, Skullboy about how they're going to get the band back together. Yeah. But Ruby's not, sorry, not talking about the band. She's actually worried about her friends. So Ruby is the friend. Um, Misery just wants the, because she even says, um, Ruby's like, oh, we need to help them. Can you like cut the camera? And Misery's like, that's a good ending to act one, which funny enough is the ending to the first act of this episode that kind of like wraps up that, that first chunk. So. Mm, no, and we're 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 beyond the first act. In, oh, you're right. No, no, I'm yeah. I'm whipping around here. We're well beyond the first act. Yeah, in uh, television, uh, television is actually like TV structure is very easy to nail down because television acts uh, are structured entirely around commercial breaks. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, I was not looking at where the marker was and had no idea we were this far into the <laughs> episode. Um, so yeah, there's some interviews with Frank uh, by himself with the shower curtain blocking his view from Len. Then there are interviews with Len blocking his voice, but there's kind of like pained memories. They're like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. I do appreciate and the fact that uh, that uh, misery is straight up like just trying to like find dirt and like create tension just for the sake of like making a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I, that that that's I appreciate her. It, that's some Hollywood she, shit right there. She's subtly manipulative, that's OG and that's shit. that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> subtly um, like innocent, innocently manipulative. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a scene where they're like packing, and he's like, "Oh man, um, what was it?" Oh, he's holding up half of jacket, uh, Len. Len is the green one with the eyebrow piercing. And um, Misery's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's Frank's sweater. He he gets cold sometimes on the bus. Uh, I guess I I guess I don't need to pack this. And I'm like, aw. <laughs> and I like the idea that like only one of them can get cold even though they, they have the same body, but maybe it's like a Frankenstein thing. Like we had speculated earlier, one feels one side. This is, so I have a question. Do they take turns wiping? <laughs> like, oh, it's your turn. And tomorrow's like the next person's turn. Or Also, um, is if he wanks one out, is that, is that gay? I, I... <laughs> what oh, color that's... is his dick, I'm asking? Is it split down the middle and half of it is blue and half of it is green? <laughs> I'm glad you went there because 
It was in my head. <laughs> it was in your head. We're all thinking it. Laser Comb is an adult podcast. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> is his dick like a Frankenstein dick and half of it's blue and half of it's green? It's got like the, the two-face effect, like just going all the way down. Yeah, all, all the way down, yeah. One ball's blue. He perpetually oh, has blue Oh, and ball. then to get even more specific, like, what? It, like, is it just his dick that is like split colored down the middle? What about his uh, his glands, like the head of his dick? Is that one solid color? No, that's that's half and half too. Asking the hard hitting questions here, damn it. Yeah, it's only not gay if they both use their hands at the same time. Well, then it's kind. Isn't that kind of a uh, a threesome? Two hands, you know. Two hands, one dick. It's kind of a threesome, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they just don't because they don't want to see each other's dick. That's a lonely man's threesome right there. A lonely man's threesome. I guess he can never um, use his offhand to make it feel like somebody <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> Take some um, lipstick and like draw some lips on his uh, on his hand. <laughs> oh man. Also, if one is asleep, we're like and the other one's awake. We're like regressing into like jokes we were making when we were 12. Yeah. Well, that, that's what'll happen. And, and I like the scene transitions, by the way, for the documentary. It plays this kind of like um, uh, organ music. It's very got like grainy filter and it'll show like misery, just like walking through a beam of light down a dark hallway. And she'll like narrate on the road. And I, man, I, I, I'm shocked at how good, how well made this is. I was not expecting that. Uh, yeah. So, so where are we at in the episode? Are we, we at the, the final concert at this point? Yeah. Um, they go in, they, apparently they can't, they have to share a bus and they lament about that. Instead of a bus, it's, it's a, it's a fish packing van that's freezing on the inside. And I'm like, what? don't, don't you have parents? What? I need to know what's going on here. Who's driving this thing? <laughs> what is this world? Damn it. What is this world? Yeah. Uh, any good childhood memories? And it shows the the first v, uh, instrument they rocked out on was a xylophone, which I thought was cute. Oh, right, right. And uh, the, the green head, like, thinks it's, a, yeah, thinks it's a guitar. Yeah, and Frank was like, it was a xylophone, Len. And he's like, right, right, a xylophone guitar. <laughs> a xylophone guitar. And then they, they start to laugh at each other's jokes again, and yeah, the uh, fences are that. beginning to to be mended. At I point. liked that joke. He's like, ha, 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 a xylophone guitar. A xylophone guitar. <laughs> and at first I was like, wait, would only one of them use the frets and the other one would strum? And I was like, oh, no, they'd probably they, switch. They could switch. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just switch. Yeah. One of them's probably better at it than the other. I would, uh, would the, be my guess. The, the There's a joke um, early on in the episode where it's like, uh, in the documentary where it's like, go slow motion and kind of zooms in and it's like, Len, lead guitar. And then they like switch hands over and it's like, Frank, lead guitar. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> the, the the hand motion you did there reminds me of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the Wild Stallions, like in the future. The, yeah, like, that's the, the universal the... peace sign. Yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> Audio listeners are like, what the fuck are they talking about? If you've yeah, seen the Bill universal and Ted. peace sign where you like slowly kind of strum in like a circle yeah, around yeah. your whole body. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows it. If, if you're old enough to actually enjoy our podcast, you know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I like how, uh, before we move on, uh, Len is like, remember that time you dared me to super glue my, my butt to the chair? And Frank is like, oh, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, that's both of your ass. Why would you do, why would you do that? So, uh, yeah, that, I, I mean, like, that's the joke right there. Uh, can we talk about how rock star they actually look before they're about to go out on stage? I actually really dig their looks. Uh, yeah, they're, their jacket got... is like leather and blue with checker pattern. And the other one is red with like, like sequins and. Yeah, they, I, they've got I a really it. dapper jacket going on that has the two face thing. So I like, kind of want that jacket. So like a like, leather blue and red jacket. One, one side is one thing and the other side is the other thing. And they both look like equally like uh rad in their own right. Yeah. Um Frank's uh glasses are kind of like they're golden and they have a single line. It's very um like Tron or Daft Punk. It's got like a single line down the middle. Um, but Len's glasses are very like Beatles. They just got like the big round, like uh, green lenses. The 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 single um, line. What that makes me it it makes me think of either RoboCop, like first and foremost. It's or, very um, RoboCop. There you go. Or yeah. uh, Battlestar Galactica, the oh, Cylons. The it's Cylons. Like the lights yeah. moving back and forth. Yeah. So he's got the the. the they're almost like stunner shades, but they just got like the single slit. Are those real? I kind of want those. <laughs> I like how at the beginning I'm like, hey, this is a kid's show, so I'm going to be nice. But now I'm like, uh, I'm appreciating this. And now I feel like you like this show more than I do. I I feel like (laughs) that that must happen like 80% of the time where we start off and I'm like, okay, disclaimer, you know, I didn't really like it. And then I end up liking it a lot. I mean, like, I think this show is cute and all, but like, it seems like you're gushing about it more than I I, am. It's grown on me a lot. It's grown (laughs) on me a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm going to tear into this. Uh, the only thing I will tear into is uh, Len and Frank. There's a, by the way, there's hundreds of people in the audience, like with lighters and they're screaming. So it's, unless this is make believe, <laughs> like they're just pretending that they're envisioning there, they, people are coming to their show. Um, but despite that, holy hell, can they not sing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the song is just, I know what to sing about rock and roll. That's it. And they do the bit where they're like, what, Len? Are you here too? And they remove the shower curtain. He's like, here I am, buddy. The band's back together. Hooray. And the bat, problem solved. the little batty bat, uh, he's the drummer. Uh, yeah, problem solved, folks. And they uh, rock out and um, are people lighting, oh, they're lighting candles, right? To keep with the uh, the gothic like theme. They're writing, lighting candles. I'm like, what are they? Are they holding up joints? Because they're like holding, <laughs> they almost look like joints. And I'm like, is everyone like blazing up? No, they're they're candles. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's what you do in a in an Adams family esque concert. You hold up a candle, red. On at least on the YouTube one, there's a little segment after the. There's an epilogue. There's an epilogue of sorts. Yeah, yeah. With um... I'm not sure what the lesson is. With Iris. with Iris reading poetry, yeah. But it, it, from what I remember, it's not very good poetry, and I think that's the joke. 
is yeah and um what the the lesson i think there is it's like oh it's okay to be alone with your thoughts and i i was like oh wow like okay i like her personality and it's um, okay to be alone with your thoughts and doesn't she do like a whole bunch of like really mundane things well she's like it's okay to like read a book and here What does she say? She says, alone time. Yeah, me time. So she sits in a chair and there's something that struck me and I was like, holy shit, are you me? She, she says, nothing like enjoying your alone time doing nothing. Yep, absolutely nothing. Yep nothing at all here i am and she's like kicking and like fidgeting and there's a there's that sound of like a ticking clock and she's looking around and she starts spinning in her chair and she's like yeah you just gotta gotta sit back and ah smell the flowers and then like a pile of flowers falls on her and i'm like i agree girl ADD. I, I appreciate the joke here that she's like giving like, and uh, this was like really common in uh, cartoons in the eighties and nineties. And it was actually, there was a reason why uh, cartoons back in the day had these, they would usually have like um, PSAs of sorts Yeah. at the end. Um, it was actually a government like mandated thing um, for a time. Um, but, uh, and it would usually be like characters in the show, like, uh, uh, kind of breaking like the show's storyline, like, at, or the universe of the show, and just giving kids like some sort of like PSA, like some sort of life lesson. So I appreciate yeah. here that the show does it. And the lesson here is like the girl is like being like, hey, no, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be alone. It's good to be alone, like by yourself, doing nothing. And it just sh illustrates just how fucking boring it is being by yourself doing absolutely nothing. I, and I, and I felt that a lot. And she's like fidgeting. It's like, here we go. Hoo-ha. And then she like freaks out, does somersaults and jumps around through the flowers. Yeah, I was like, wrong. Yeah, smell the flowers. Yeah, I was conflating that with um, the beginning of the episode has some poetry. So I, I was mixing oh, right, the two up right. in my yeah, head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about the, the weird lighting there. Um, and I was like, I don't know why. Maybe because I was immersed and I was viewing it as if I was like a kid, but I was like, man, really wish somebody could have identified that I had ADD at an earlier age, instead of like painfully during the doctor shortage times, uh, trying to get this bitch diagnosed. But um, yeah, I feel Iris here. Like she can't even like sit still and she has to like fidget and look around and like touch things. And I'm like, man, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. So I'm glad it went out on that like little note. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we're, I feel like we are just slightly before the time of when like fucking everyone was getting diagnosed. Like every kid was getting diagnosed with ADD. Like I feel just like a that, little bit, just, just a little bit, like maybe five, 10 years before. Yeah. And my cousin was, so I was like, ha ha, of course he has ADD. <laughs> what a loser. Want to go ride bikes? Um, and, <laughs> and uh, man, yeah. Uh, Might have been a whole different life for me if I had 
gotten the shit diagnosed earlier, but here we are, born to have ADD <laughs> and not be kings of the universe. Or princes, for that matter. Who voices Iris? Her voice sounds so familiar. Uh, Iris. I have it right in oh front of my. me. Who's your actress? Voiced by Stacy Depa. Stacy Depas. De, de, yeah. Look this up. Do, do, do. What do you got? What do you got? Did she also do enough? She did, did Ruby, right? Nope. Like Iris and Ruby. No? Is that someone nope. else? Different actress. Different actress. Oh, well, she has a career that's longer than the Bible. Holy moly. Uh, does lots of cartoons, by the looks of it. Wow, she is still regularly acting. Holy moly. See if there's anything I recognize her from. I'm on her IMDb right now. Oh. Uh, we're back at 2010, and I still don't recognize any of these shows. Ruby Bloom. Bear with us, folks. Yeah, bear with us. We're doing some journalism. Yeah, Stacy Depa, De, Depa, Depa, Depa. She did a voice in Undergrads. What? She, Hold up. Who does she play? It doesn't say weirdly enough, but she was. I know. In three, she was in three episodes of Undergrads, apparently. Because her voice is so. You know what? I might be able to place it. And you're like, well, I didn't need another excuse to binge through undergrads again, but <laughs> here we are. And yeah, here we are. Uh, choosing the episodes Risk, Work Study, and Rivalries. Undergrads, uh, a show that we covered very early on in the Lasercom podcast. Risk, only in three. So she can't be um, Jesse. No. Because Jesse's in more episodes than that. Um, could she be she prime? No, she doesn't talk much. Oh, is she um the the um uh like the uh what are they called? Like the 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 dorm like manager, um uh the female dorm manager. I doubt she would have been old enough at that time. For that kind of role. But I have no who idea knows. how old she would have been. Really interesting. Uh control F undergrads. I love undergrads. I don't know. I'm looking at pictures of her on IMDB, and honestly, she doesn't really look much older than us. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> work study. To repay his debt, he gets a job. Wait, she's not Nikki because she's in more. No, she's know. in more. Anyway, I can't. I don't know. Let's move on. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sorry, folks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was uh, Ruby Gloom. Um, I feel like, uh, Cal, you definitely like the show, correct? 
Yeah, it's not like something I can go and, and watch now. Um, but like I would definitely like watch it with someone I was babysitting or uh any I probably mentioned this on the show before, but I'm the oldest of like all my siblings and all my cousins. So, you know, we all kind of just babysat each other, never needed a babysitter, right? Like there are five right. of us. Um, and so I got like kind of two decades worth of kids shows knowledge. And this is right outside of like the, the kids shows that I'm like familiar with. I'm familiar with like kids shows from like late eighties into the two thousands. And this one, this one missed me. Well, I, um, uh, actually my, uh, my, my ex partner, um, has uh, a couple siblings who are, a few years younger than her. And she has kind of echoed the same sentiment to me. Um, I grew up a only child. I have, I think five siblings in total. There's that's a whole, that's, that's a lengthy story right there. But I grew up, but I grew up an only child and, uh, uh, have never really spent a ton of time around children. So I have my, my pocket of, uh, uh, like I, I have my time like growing up with children's programming, like in the 90s, 80, like late mid to late eighties stuff and like early to mid nineties stuff like that. Right. That was, that was my jam. Um, and I'm kind of unaware of anything beyond that for the most part, other than yeah. like a couple things like, um, Max and Ruby, I think is a hilarious show from the two thousands, but Max and Ruby, what was that? Uh, I was a show about a couple of rabbits. Um, the, uh, oh, sibling that rabbits. one! I remember uh, those are from. Um, that was part of Treehouse. I was just Tree. making fun of YTV Treehouse, but Treehouse, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the 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 younger rabbit, the the younger brother was like never talked at all, but he was a complete shithead. <laughs> um, I'm familiar with like uh, Arthur. Uh, hilarious, by the way, even for adults, probably more so as an adult. Uh, Franklin, Clifford, Teletubbies, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, basically anything from the 90s into the 2000s. Um, well, Clifford Clifford is even from before our time. Clifford the Big Way Red before. Dog a is a really, yeah, really old, book. really, really old franchise. There was just a movie, actually, that came out based on it that apparently um, is not very good. What was that book series that... Oh, right. I forgot about that. What was that book series that kind of um, Richard Scarry... Uh, it's scary. Like the whole busy town thing, right? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. If if you Google Richard Scary, um, Max and Ruby look like the same art style that Richard Scary. Um, All right, I'm does. looking it up. He's going in, and he did a lot of kids books, so. There were Bernstein Bears, Richard Scarry, and kind of um, uh, who's that other guy that did like oh, uh, uh, Scarry, Richard Scarry. Sorry, I always said Scarry as a kid. <laughs> There's two R's, so in my head, it's should be Scarry. I think. Yeah, but bu- Busy Town and just that animation style of the animals and the cats and stuff. That's oh, what yeah, Max yeah. and Ruby kind of looked like. Might not be him, but reminds uh, me of it. Yeah. Could be influenced. I I've seen a ton of books with this art style. Right. So, up, so so you've seen his books. You just 
they weren't memorable because you you didn't read them. And I read yeah. a lot though of those those ones to my. I uh, was from never. My mom too. I was never into that kind of stuff when I was a kid. Like, too cool for school. I see. Well, it's just like for me, like when I was a kid, like I got into things like I was into Ninja Turtles and I was into Transformers That's and yeah. X-Men and Batman, like things needed to be like robots, superheroes or weird like mutants. Like that was right. the kind of stuff I was in, like shows like, you know, Arthur or like Hey Arnold or like Doug, like very like shows with like very ordinary characters, like just didn't really appeal to me. Right. And maybe it's because I had siblings and cousins and stuff that I would watch that stuff and maybe I wouldn't have. We were very much the generation where like, you know, G.I. Joes and Transformers were thrust upon us. Mm-hmm. Love I've, had to watch, I, I've had to watch Teletubbies, folks, and it, it, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the whole like... um uh the whole outcry that happened when everyone thought like tinky winky was a like uh was gay or something i don't know i remember be everyone being outraged about that in the sounds like, like a late 4chan 90s. troll no no this <laughs> like this was actually something like i remember seeing on the news in like 1998 or something like that people like being like just completely pissed off about this and they're like, they're like, oh, he even it even has a triangle on top of its head, and that like that is a symbol of the gays. <laughs> wow, I, I guess uh, they satanic panic of the eighties wore off, and they were looking for some other witch hunt. To... Yeah, after after they had already claimed Power Rangers for being for making kids karate chop each other to death, and Beavis and Butthead making kids uh, burn their parents' houses down. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, that was a thing too. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> uh, my 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 mom. I, I I I've talked about this on uh, various shows before, but my mom like very much bought into all of those like parent scares that happened in, that were really really common in the nineties. Oh yeah, you you've mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. She she bought into all of them like hook, line, and sinker. So no like, Dungeons any... and Dragons for you. No Dungeons and Dragons for me. No, no Mario comeback for me. No, uh, <laughs> no Mortal Kombat for me. I wasn't allowed to play that. Uh, yeah, uh, after a certain point, wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers anymore. Uh, was never allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. Wasn't allowed to watch uh, Simpsons after a certain point wow. because yeah, because uh, uh, some like news show said that Bart Simpson was like making kid turning kids making kids hate their parents or something like, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, we've gone really, really far off the rails. Uh, that's, that was, that's what we do here <laughs> folks. Uh, thank you. Uh, game Sprite mode for all your patronage. That was, that was, uh, us talking about Ruby gloom for at least some of the past, however long we've been recording. Most of it, half of there were parts that were Ruby gloom <laughs> overall. Good show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wear uh, a shirt with like one or more of the characters on it. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's big, big fan of misery. Um, so that was episode nineteen of the Lizacomb podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, best way to do that is go to Patreon, patreon.com slash lazycomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at the $5 and up tier. You get uh, bonus preamble audio each and every week of this and all of the other shows that we do.
Um, and you also get a monthly-ish commentary track where we talk over a movie of mm -hmm. our choosing. Yeah, uh, stay tuned for Mortal Kombat. Stay tuned for Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> That can be that can be uh, uh, the pick for your birthday month. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we do Mar uh, We can do Mario comeback. Um, <laughs> uh, at the ten dollar and up tier, uh, you uh, much like our esteemed patron uh, Game Sprite mode, you get to choose a show for us to do this about. Uh, you also get a uh, our weekly uh, news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. Uh, there's also a $25 tier where you get all of that, and I send you out a t-shirt after like three or so months. So uh, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, social media, if you want to follow us, go to facebook.com slash lasercomb. Once again, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, it's kind of the central hub for this and all of the other various shows that we do week in and week out for your listening pleasure. Uh, Twitter, you can follow me at lasercomb, spelled the same way that I just spelled it twice. Uh, Cal, you are also on Twitter, yes? Yeah, come follow me at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it is Patreon month, so every episode of the podcast this month is going to be Patreon-sponsored. Uh, with that in mind, we're going to figure out what we're going to be back with next week. So we're going to go to uh, randomnumbergenerator.org. Uh, Bring up the whole share screen business here. I a friend was watching um one of the uh the podcasts on YouTube and they're like, stop touching your fucking hair, Cal. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, anybody watching this right now, um, after I wash my hair, it is vol very vo voluminous, voluminous. What's the word? It's big. Voluminous. Big, it's everywhere. Yeah. That works for me. Also, what? It's either I'm, I'm going to fidget with something. Let me fidget with my fucking hair. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we had a co-host mention something about me touching my hair all the time. And it's like either that or I'm touching my face or. Better that than touching my balls. <laughs> Sigma balls. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, uh, next week, we'll be back next week on. Uh... Uh, the laser comb podcast with another patreon sponsored show this one uh is chosen by very long time listener brand new patron our boy cone killer confusor christian big shout out Hello. to him big big shout out to him what cone killer confusor has a name he does yes that's so weird i've always just <laughs> always just called him that just cone killer cone killer uh, so his pick uh, was Invader Zim, uh, which is a show that I believe uh, you are a fan of, Cal, yes? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to choose it for this anyway, so it's kind of rad that, that we're both a fan. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I am not a fan, uh, sorry to say, but uh, I haven't watched... Laser Code podcast, where I'm a fan of everything. <laughs> uh uh, I, I am not a fan, uh, but I haven't watched the show since like 2011. So, and I only caught a couple episodes. It was to be, to be fair, of... to be Go fair, uh, when I caught it, it was when I was in a roommate situation with uh, a bunch of people I didn't really like very much. So that could have colored my perception of it at the time. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. It was also out at the peak. It, 
it was Rick and Morty before there was a Rick and Morty. Uh, it it preys on the lol so random kind of. Uh, I don't like Rick and Morty, so that's not really a selling point to me. Th- that being said, I don't know. I, I really I, like it. <laughs> we're we're going to be watching it uh, next week on the podcast, whether so. you like it or not. <laughs> oh, so I'm definitely I'm going to be checking it out uh, for the first time in. Well, 11 years. So anyway, uh, apparently there are 27 episodes of it. So we've gone to random number generator or just number numbergenerator.org. So here we go. One to 27. We're going to hit start here. Stop. Episode three. What have we landed on? Uh, oh, there's two episodes. There's two stories in an episode. So, okay, so just like um, uh, Teen Titans Go. It's a show I do uh, like. We'll, we'll have to cover an episode of that on this show at some point. I'll put it up on a Twitter poll, maybe. Oh, wait, it's still going. Never mind. Um, yeah, anyway, so there, there are two stories per episode. So, episode three, Parent-Teacher Night and Walk of Doom. Doom! Doom. They originally aired on April 6th, 2001. There you have it, folks. folks. That'll be episode 20 of the Laser Comb Podcast coming next week. Keep an eye out for that. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.